0: After all, our love of animals helps us be better humans. And the more balanced and healthy we are, the more balanced and healthy they can be, too. Be sure and look for my CDs on iTunes. And to find out more about my work and to receive your free Quick Start Animal Talk course, just go to my website at ValHeart.com. While you're there for a limited time, you can also apply for a complimentary happy animal assessment session. And if you want to learn how to be your own Dr. Doolittle, check out the world's first complete animal communication made easy system available now on my website at ValHeart.com. Thank you and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Val Hart, the real Dr. Doolittle, and today we're talking with Lynn Hoover. She's the author of Dog Quirks and Behavior Solutions. Lynn is an expert in dog behavior problems and family relationships, interviewing and systems consulting, and is a leading authority on the profession of dog behavior consulting. She founded the International Association of Animal Behavior Consultants, IAABC, and served as president and chair of their dog division for four years. She's a longtime advocate for standards and meaningful certification in the field. Lynn is also a medical family therapist with a longstanding eligibility for clinical membership in the American Association for Marriage and Family Therapy. She's the author of the acclaimed book, Dog Quirks and Behavior Solutions, and a text, the Family and Dog Behavior Consulting. She has a private behavior consulting practice in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Welcome to the show, Lynn.
1: Hi, Val. Thanks so much for having me. I'm just delighted to be here.
0: And me too. Uh You know, I have to tell you, the book is delightful, and I have to ask you, what kind of dog is this on the cover? He is hysterical. <laughs> That's
1: a long-haired chihuahua.
0: Oh, my God, he looks like yes. a gargoyle. <laughs> do
1: you want to hear a little story behind that picture? I do, I do. <laughs> okay. Tell me. Um, I had um some publishing experts tell me, well, you know, why don't you just have a dog chewing up a shoe? Yeah. And because that's what people would expect from a book about dog behavior problems.
0: Right, but right. But my
1: book deals with, you know, some of the heavier-duty problems like separation anxiety or aggression. Mm-hmm. Uh, obsessive, compulsive behavior, uh, yeah. dogs peeing in the house instead of out, you know, out of doors. Right. And, um, and I, so I wanted to say, say I, you know, my book, this is serious business. Yeah. You know, we're dealing with problems and uh, trying to solve uh, some of the uh, bigger problems that make it difficult for us to, to, uh, to live with the dogs and the dogs to live comfortably with us. Yeah. So that, you know, I saw that picture, and that was it. <laughs> it's a great <laughs> picture. That
0: it. I mean, it, he just—he looks like a little gargoyle. I tell you, sitting on the yeah. top of a building, like glaring down at the world. You mm-hmm. get his intent. He's not—not mm-hmm. not necessarily a happy camper. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh God! Not sure what we're doing out here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how he feels about it. I know. I know. So, mm-hmm. um so, what
0: in the world led you to write this book?
1: Well, um, s- several things. Uh, one, um, I was getting a little frustrated when I see my clients. Mm-hmm. It seems like there was such a lack of information that okay. I had to start from crown zero. Okay. So, uh, you know, so I get out there. That takes up a lot of their time. Yes. And time is money. Yeah. And uh, I'm thinking, geez, if they knew these basics before I even came out. Right. We'd be, you know, they'd be so much ahead in the game. And yes. I just have to kind of refine things for them. Yeah. You know, to help them understand their particular dog. So I wanted to get some of these right. things out there for people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, another, uh, another idea was that I was really only hoping, helping people in my own community with what I knew. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to help on a broader scale. I wanted to get this information. Yeah. It's really reliable, you know, scientifically valid, sound yeah. information out there. Yes. To people all over the world, really. Yeah. And yeah. the uh, third reason was, uh, when the economy tanked on us, um, I predicted that there would be less people willing to pay for behavior services. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. therefore, and yet their dogs have problems that very often can be helped. Yes. If they just knew what to do.
0: Exactly. So I
1: thought, well, you know, I'll get it out there and some people still aren't Gonna read my book and maybe they still won't know, understand their dog or know what to do, but a lot will. A lot so. will,
0: and especially mm-hmm. when it's presented clearly in a way they can understand. I tried. And, and take action. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So one thing you said you wanted people to know is that you want them to know that dogs are easy. They can be wooed, they can be won over, and it all starts with our understanding accurately of what's actually going on with our dogs. When they misbehave.
1: Exactly. Uh, believe me, I, you said I was a family therapist. Well, after having worked with people (laughs) with all their complexities, (laughs) when I saw in comparison how easy it was to get the, uh, to stop these unwanted behaviors and to draw from the dog's behavior, the behavior we want, if we just know what we're doing. Yeah. We understand yeah. the dog, and we just, you know, know how to bring that about. It's really easy in comparison.
0: Well, I know that our our audience, our listeners, are thinking easy. <laughs>
1: yeah, do <laughs> well, the right the, yeah. What's not easy for them is they yeah. they don't know. That's what the, the the information that's missing with most people mm-hmm. is they don't know what to do. Yeah, and they it, try to correct aggression with obedience training. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, might help a little, but that's (laughs) not worth that when the dog's, you know, growling and biting. Mm -hmm.
0: So let's talk about that. Can you give us a case study or a a story that would help us understand aggression?
1: Well, you know what? Aggression comes in so many forms. Um, I I think I'd start first with if your dog is growling or... uh, you know, it depends on who, who are they? Are they aggressive towards their owners? Mm-hmm. Are okay. they pre- protecting, uh, their turf or their resources? Are they aggressive mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, you have food and they want it and they think it should be theirs mm-hmm. or they have a bone and they growl over that? Mm-hmm. Or are they, do they imagine that they're protecting their family from these bad people who come by? Mm-hmm. You know, like the pastor from your church. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah. So, um uh I, I said it was so simple to change dog's behavior and it is, but what's complex is trying to understand the mix of forces behind the aggression. Well yeah. what what is it? What's the full scope of, of the problem that you have? Okay. And uh some dogs aggression is so great that, you know, they really can't fit with families and others may seem terrible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yet they uh you know, these dogs with just a few right things that we do, a few really good interventions, mm-hmm. we can turn the behavior right on its head and it's gone. Mm-hmm. And I have a case like that in my book, uh okay. where I don't know Val if you got to read about Murphy. Murphy's uh, choice. I no, I skimmed through that, I but I didn't read it in depth. Tell yeah, us about that's it. it.
0: Tell great story Marcy. that's a
1: a fourteen uh, month old beagle. So okay. he's uh roaring into this behavior. Just uh you know, was was adopted by this family and he's mm-hmm. um snarling and lunging at people. When I walked in the house, just his snarl was worse than any that I'd ever heard from a Ooh, dog. Scary uh, okay. some dogs are more subtle, but he just lay there a couple mm-hmm. feet from me. On a leash, the owner was holding, so he couldn't get to me. Mm-hmm, thank God, and just snar mm-hmm. just you know, and I yeah. thought, oh my goodness, you know, I wasn't sure uh, about him, but within yeah. um fifteen minutes, I'd figured out the key to Murphy mm-hmm. and wow. aggression. yeah, and we were able to uh just uh turn it all around, Wow yeah well, and so you saved his
0: life. I mean that kind of aggression it did and level. Uh, the
1: owner was also the that that she she bothered to call me in and to pay my fees to have me uh-huh. come out there, uh-huh. and that she was a pretty savvy dog person, yeah she knew wow. she couldn't handle it she needed some outside input, and as soon as yeah. I gave her that clarity about yeah. what he was up to and how to change it around, she went to work
0: mm-hmm. and
1: within a few months, she didn't have anything, no aggression, just friendly dog
0: wow. Wow.
1: Friendly beagle, yeah.
0: Wow, and
1: you know what? Let, uh, let's be sure and uh,
0: let our listeners know how they can find out more. Uh, your website is com. The title of the book is Dog Quarks and Behavior Solutions. And yep. again, we're talking with Lynn Hoover. So d o g q u i r k s. dot com. Well, I love the story about Murphy, and thank you so much for saving his mm-hmm. life. I mean, at, at 14 months old, had no one been savvy enough to listen to him, to pay attention to him, and no. to give him what he actually needed, exactly, then he would that's not have had a, a long, happy life. That's for mm-hmm. sure, you know, and probably wouldn't have lasted um, uh, very much longer. Particularly, yes. I mean, these kinds of dogs wind up in shelters, and you know, and and they. <sighs> They don't. They don't
1: make it. He, he probably would not have survived. No. Can I make another point here, please? Um, yeah. I think part of um, maybe what I want to tell people is, uh, please, if you ask uh, a trainer or whatever in your uh, neighborhood to uh, help with your dog, um, and you know he's showing aggressions like Mur- Murphy. Mhm please do not expect. I can tell you ninety five percent of the time it's not going to be helpful to be aggressive to the dog to get him to stop uh, doing what he's doing. That is uh, just not the way to to uh change things Got it or to conclude, oh, he's being dominant. This mm-hmm. is the favorite explanation of Americans for why dogs do what they do. My dog's being dominant, mm-hmm. and um, if I had viewed him as dominant then I would have tried to dominate him instead. Mm-hmm. And that then we would have had a dog that didn't survive. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. I you know, they feed back to us what we feed to them, right? So yes. if we're feeding more aggression in return than they in defense yes. would would have to escalate, you know, their you know, their that's all they know if they knew yes. something else they'd do it, right? Um but it's all they yeah. know all they know how to be in the moment in, in that space, given their experience, their training, you know, mm-hmm. their, what's missing or lacking in their life. Um, so, good. I'm so glad you made that
1: point. No, you said that well.
0: Thanks. Yeah. <sighs> so, hmm. so, what in the world led you to do this type of work? How did you get started being a dog behaviorist?
1: Well, I... Uh... Started raising children, and my husband <laughs> was a healthcare Sorry. consultant flying all over the country, and mm-hmm. I had to be home with them. And ah. you know how uh, women at home with the children—they're looking for something to do <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: uh, somehow has something to do with my my education. And oh, I started um, <laughs> okay. training service dogs for children with health issues and disabilities, mm-hmm. and I s- started noticing. I was all these dogs with behavior problems, and I was naturally drawn to help them because that's my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, a dog is just another member of the family, and yeah. you know, and I can help them in the same way I went about helping the people, mm-hmm. except that, uh, of course, there was a very steep learning curve mm-hmm. to learn all I could about uh, dogs and dog behavior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, but it was so interesting, and when I discovered how easy it was. Mm. And I didn't have to deal with insurance companies like the poor, you know, people in medical fields today. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was yeah, no the going bane, back. Yeah, you
0: know, mm-hmm. the bane of our medical fields, yeah. yeah. And
1: I, I also okay. know there's absolutely uh, not enough, uh, be the be animal behaviorists around. Yeah. To help. So there was a crying need for people yeah. who knew what they were doing yeah. and had scientifically valid information. Mm-hmm. to To get in there and help these dogs. Mm-hmm. It's was, it was so easy when you do the right thing. Wow. Yeah.
0: Wow. And so you took that and you founded the International Association of Animal Behavior Consultants. I
1: think that's I did really because, amazing. Yeah. Yes, I did. There was, um, because there was no organization, no real, nothing to represent people with a, like me, with a specific interest in behavior. Mm-hmm. I understand. That's very yeah. wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. So have you always had dogs in your life? I've loved animals. I've uh since I was a little child, I just love them. Uh huh. Dogs, wow. cats, horses.
0: Okay, so you had all lions all kinds and elephants.
1: Of... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've always love... had an affinity for animals.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I know when I was a child, I thought I was a dog, Uh so I think my parents were quite worried about me <laughs> for, for a number of years. I would get down on all fours and race around and pretend I was a dog with our German shepherd. <laughs> he tolerated me fairly nicely and, and occasionally was like, okay, I'm out of here. I've had enough <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Um, so let's talk about the quirks um, that you actually okay. that you talk about in your book. So, what kind of quirks um, do do uh, do you discuss? I mean, give us an overview of what all's in
1: here. I have uh, several cases on aggression, and a okay. lot of information about how to assess that and deal with it. Okay. Um, uh, also, uh, you know, dogs with excessive energy. And there's so much you can do to bring that in line, okay. uh, that behavior to make the dog more, you know, easier to live with
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and
1: to give the dog a better life. Okay. Um, elimination in the house is such a big problem, uh, oh, yeah. especially with adult dogs. Right. And people, and people don't know, they don't know what to do. Um, no. in fact um I had a recent case with a darling um uh, west highland terrier okay who'd uh two years old and had been recently adopted from a shelter and uh he was these were lovely people who were actually pretty dog experienced, mm-hmm. but he was um peeing in their house okay you know just and 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 the other way too but he was doing everything indoors instead of outdoors. Mm-hmm. Mm. And They'd take him out on walks and take him to the yard. He just didn't think that was the right place to go. He uh-huh. thought inside was yeah, was clearly the spot that had been yeah the the, the right. kitchen floor was put there for his needs. For that purpose. You know? <laughs> and, and the, the carpeting, uh, some of the carpeting upstairs too, worked quite mm-hmm. well for him.
0: Uh huh, worked and, real well. Uh, like you just said, it worked well for
1: him. It did. That's it did. <laughs> the problem. You know? And uh, we. Unfortunately, we should have built in a flushable toilet for him, but we couldn't do go. that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but but what was funny, because these were just lovely people, and they were sure that their Westie was doing this because he was trying to rule the roost. He ah. was trying to dominate the other dog and dominate them. And this was his only behavior problem. But they,
0: ah. And ah. because
1: they understood things in the way they did, they couldn't see a way out except to be tough and tell them not to do that. Uh huh. Well, you know,
0: <laughs> uh, that' you try to a well dominate. Yeah, it,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's got zero results. So they zero. Yeah, maybe way worse. Yeah. They call me and I come out there. I'm not sure what I'm going to see. I thought it might, you know, be this very overly anxious dog. And I get out there and you have this wonderful, normal, wonderful Westie. It's the kind of dog that sits next to your lap, your lap, and just mm-hmm. hugs. Mm-hmm. You know, against <laughs> oh. you and oh my oh. goodness, he's just so relaxed. He was just a wonderful dog, except that uh. most people would not have wanted him in their house. Yeah. And, uh, but as soon as I fig, you know, I kind of added things up about him, mm-hmm. I get a lot of information about dogs before sure. I even go out there by asking people to fill out an eight page questionnaire and that kind of okay. thing. Yeah. So by the time I got out and saw him, then I knew what I had. And as I explained it to them, that he, we, we tracked what his history had been. His prior home had been with an elderly woman who was, uh, very ill. So I knew what she'd done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nobody, I knew what she did. She did, she let him go in her house. She didn't yeah. get up and take him outside, probably because she couldn't.
0: Yes. So he
1: had been trained in his mind. He was doing the right thing.
0: Yes.
1: And he, and, he couldn't understand English. You know, his his new family tried to explain. You know, you're going to lose your home. You're almost out of here. We're going to mm-hmm. not keep mm-hmm. you if you keep doing this. Mm-hmm. And well, he didn't understand that.
0: Well, how would he understand that? No, and he had no choice in the matter, and it, no one had taken exactly. the time to explain it to me.
1: Yes, you and know, not, explain and it to, to explain me so it. I can understand. Mm-hmm. To exactly to explain has to be in the language that they understand. Yes. So it was within uh, three weeks. I lent them, lend them, lent them uh, one of my big crates, because mm-hmm. they needed crates everywhere for this dog mm,
0: <laughs> to keep him contained, <laughs> so we couldn't
1: have these, do it in so, indoors. Okay. And they had to start rewarding him profusely for going outdoors. Yes. And within three, four weeks, the problem had completely stopped. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Uh, you know, and then, and then they oh. had a great dog.
0: Oh, what a happy story. Happy yeah. ending, you know. And you know what I in in my work, Lynn. That's what I go into a, a little different approach. And and I know we mm-hmm. work similarly because I'm also looking at the behavior because what they do mm-hmm. is tells us so much. And then when we tap into yeah. their mind, they can tell us why it makes sense to them what they're doing from their yeah. viewpoint. And I and you know I promise promise people what your animals do makes sense to them from their viewpoint. Our job. That's
1: excellent. I love the way you word things. Thanks. From their um, viewpoint. Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah, so our job is to understand their viewpoint. And mm-hmm. once we understand their viewpoint, then we yes. can come up with a great plan that works for everybody uh, to get what we all want.
1: That's exactly right? what we do. Yes.
0: Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for your good work. Um, so. So tell us what else is in the book. I I love I love that story. Um what else? We got potty problems, excessive energy, hyper hyper dogs and aggression. What else is and in
1: Separation here? anxiety. I have a oh, strong that's a big section. One. In mm-hmm. fact, I have several sections on separation anxiety. Oh, okay. Could I make one other point from that? Please do. Yes. Well, I have a overcoming separation problems is kind of a there's a lot to it, mm-hmm. but I cover it all in my book. Good. But the one point I wanted to make was, um, especially with, uh, America is graying. We have, are going to end up with more older people than young people, more people retired than people working. Uh, And I just thought, man, uh, one of the dogs in my book was really helped because, uh, uh, she belonged to a pastor of a church. And when he was trying to help her overcome her separation anxiety, Mm -hmm. He talked to his parishioners and said, you know, would you mind if our daughter, if we bring her to church? Mm. And they said, you know, uh, everybody said yes. Mm -hmm. So everybody had a role in saving Shana was her name. Everyone had a role in saving They And uh, so he brought her to church. While they were doing all these things at home to get her, uh, help her overcome the problem,
0: mm-hmm, within
1: mm-hmm. a couple of months she was not separation anxi- anxious anymore. Wow. They could go off to to church and leave her.
0: Oh.
1: Um, they this dog only survived because of the help of the, the people at the church, but uh, when the, when the pastor and his wife started leaving her at home because she was fine, she didn't have a problem anymore. Yeah. Yeah. The parishioners. <laughs> Said, <laughs> yeah. where's Shayna? Yeah. We really miss her. Can't you uh, keep bringing her? She, we love going to church with Shayna. She sit there nicely, you know, in the mm-hmm. pew and she mm-hmm. didn't try to come for communion. She's pretty well behaved, well behaved enough not to try to take uh-huh. communion.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so no, I just no, like, I guess for
1: her one message is I think that we can help more dogs in our community if we just extend ourselves a little. We mm-hmm. can help them
0: yeah
1: uh, our neighbors if they're willing to help um uh, yeah and so what a great point because it's a community
0: yeah
1: you know, we yes. live
0: in community and we tend to forget that you know we yes. we we live in an isolated mode you know yes. we're we're isolated and that's not normal mm-hmm. it's not normal for our dogs either I don't either. think so no mm-hmm. we should be living in community connections with others, others yes, you know with our dogs they need interaction with other dogs yeah um, otherwise they get a bit unstable, you know, yeah. um, and then we do too. Good heavens, you know we do True. too yeah, oh, what a great story and i i could i was I thought that was what you were gonna say. I could imagine mm-hmm. you know the the addition that she made to the community and the church, yeah, um, and what a brilliance that brought to the service mm-hmm. and I'll bet you some of the parishioners were probably going to see Shayna. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not just to get, you know, their their biscuit and wine, but, you know, their communion. Uh, but uh, Exactly.
1: It makes sense it to can, me. Yeah, so, it be healing both ways, in many it ways.
0: It is. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. Our animals do heal us,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: they give us opportunities to heal in so yeah. many ways. Oh, what yeah. a great story. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um um aggression, excessive energy, potty problems, separation, anxiety.
1: Uh What else?
0: let's see we've well, got
1: obsessive compulsive disorders so oh, doing, oh god doing some oh, that's a big one Go repetitive ahead. repetitive behavior
0: yes uh can you tell us a story about that
1: well i do have a really great story in my book but uh, for anyone reading it they're not they're not going to be happy that i told them the ending oh. like <laughs> telling you the you know uh, you're reading the <laughs> and you, you know the outcome but uh-huh. i i did have i one of the stories is about Allie... And Airedale, who compulsively grabbed and ate and hunted down throughout his house pencils, lipstick, Ooh. socks. Oh! If he'd only lived with the the adults, it would be okay. But he was living with children, and children tend to leave these oh, my, things Oh my God! Around, and he'd eat and swallow them. And his family was carting him off to be emergency room and uh-huh. emergency surgery and it was wonderful uh-huh. wonder he was still alive. Yeah.
0: Oh my god. I, oh, I just yeah. need a little more fiber in his diet, did he? Well, <laughs> he
1: probably <laughs> did at that point. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Okay, so what happened? And we did um without telling the whole story, okay. we were able to um what what we did was we figured and this is a really great example for how you have to understand your dog. This dog is a scavenger. Uh, all dogs are scavengers and love yeah. scavenger hunts, but this one was very intense obsessive compulsive about it. He mm-hmm. loved it so much that he just like a, maybe a border collie wants to herd sheep all day, he uh. wanted to scavenge for things. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. what I came up with and worked was to um put um edible things ah, uh, like eggs and his dog food and uh oh. you know treats, and little uh you'll see in my book these uh chicken meatballs, chicken meatballs, Okay oh, and, and it smelled fantastic to him oh. Oh, and oh. i we planted them in the places where he usually goes looking for pencils, lipsticks, and socks, et cetera, uh. everything he could find uh-huh, he'd eat. Uh-huh. and we uh-huh. planted them around. And he so he got to these things taste so much better uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. that so he stopped wanting the less tasty things.
0: Yeah. And
1: uh in his mind he said, gee, no I If given a choice, which we'd given him a choice, he's gonna go for the tasty stuff.
0: Uh yeah. Who so that's would? what
1: we did. We got him hooked on the tasty stuff and eventually <laughs> we got him hooked on looking for tasty stuff just in one room. Uh-huh. His little dog room, it's a room uh-huh. that was set aside for him. Oh, We okay. just had him look there. And uh-huh. if I had the family just keep a little bit. At first, they left a lot of tasty things around.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I,
1: we when it diminished, we made it less and less, and oh, he was wow. fine.
0: Wow. So we, I love So we it. taught him
1: a new habit.
0: A treasure hunt for dogs. Yes. <laughs> I love that game. That's right.
1: Most I love it. that. <clears throat>
0: we did. I've been playing with that with my own dog, Einstein, a bit. We play the Find It game. Yes. So, you know, I'll I'll take something out. Sometimes it's a toy, but often it's a treat, you know, and I'll yeah. hide it somewhere in the house while he waits, mm-hmm. um, and then I'll tell him, you know, okay, find it, and it, I mean, he yeah. does. He, he loves scavenging. He loves finding yes. things. Um, sometimes I'll just scatter his food around, <laughs> yes. and I find that he, he it increases his enjoyment uh, of yeah. it, you know, because it's something found, you know, not just yeah. normal in the, do- in the bowl, and <laughs> <laughs> which is which is okay, but you know, yeah. it's more wonderful when we find it. So, yes. Yeah, I love that. It's a great, great approach, and we have uh, a very novel and creative yeah. approach. Too. Yeah,
1: and yeah. I could add that it wouldn't help with some dogs. Ah, but because they're not intense scavengers, but the ones okay. who really love it. Yeah, that's a perfect way to go.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh that's great. I love
1: it. Okay, so what else?
0: We're, you talk about um, some very interesting things like digging, um, uh, dog-to-dog approaches, uh, of course, the dominance and the dominance miss. Um Let's talk about family systems and what you call triangulation. Okay. Uh, give, give us some uh, t- uh, tips about that. What's that about? Uh,
1: try and keep it simple. <laughs> in thirty um, words or less. Yeah, thirty really <laughs> uh, I think that um triangulation is the idea that um there's anxiety in any family system we call the system, but there's the anxiety in any family. Yeah. And we can dissipate or lower the anxiety by um uh, say um a husband and wife are feeling some tension between them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and if they can look over and point at the dog who's doing something they don't like, mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: you know, then both of them can refocus on the dog and the dog's problem mm-hmm. instead of their marital problem. Ah, this, but that's uh we we're in triangles all the time. Absolutely, and
0: yeah, yeah. I problem, call them dysfunctional you know,
1: love. Yeah, a what?
0: I call them dysfunctional love triangles.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And you know when we all do some of that. um, In other words, yeah, I do a little bit of that too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We all do. um, It's
0: normal. Uh,
1: Yeah, let's. Yeah. It's important to be conscious, be aware
0: of what we're doing, but it's normal. Yeah. Uh Good. Good. And you
1: just have to watch that some of that when you're triang, you know, that triangulation. Yeah, that you're not locking your dog into behaviors instead of helping them. Yeah, to loosen, you know, from those right. behaviors and right. adopt new, more functional behaviors. You have right. to make sure that because of that, you know, that mm-hmm. you're not locking the dog in and getting getting the dog in deeper with his problems.
0: Yes, I, I, I'm glad you said that. It just reminds me of a case I was working with, where the there were two children, girl and boy. Um, and the dog, uh, the girl's dog was biting the boy, attacking him, biting him, you know, putting holes in his clothes, uh, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And the mother called me in to help because if she wanted to fix this dog, this is dangerous. He was going to, you know, yeah. get, you know, very dangerous and very worried about, you know, about this as she should be. Um, and what it turned out to be is that the daughter was feeling threatened by her brother. And she needed the dog to help her get him off of her, stop hurting her, you know, um, yes. respect her. And the dog her. sensed that. Of course, the dog knew it, and so the yes. dog was called in to help. Yes. And yet, who was getting in trouble? The dog. The dog, yeah. So That's
1: a perfect example of triangulation. Yeah. Just perfect.
0: Mm-hmm. That made me think of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, you know, we don't often think of that um in yep. family. So I'm really glad you brought that out and are talking about it too. Makes a lot of sense. Good. Woo. Okay, so oh goodness. Um what do you think the biggest mistakes people make with their dogs are?
1: Uh, okay. Number one mistake I would is um they shop around for ideas to help their dog with their problem and they'll talk to a neighbor and the neighbor will give them you know I tried this once why don't you try you know a and so they'll come back and try it this one thing darn that didn't work so then they ask the person at the pet store and Mm -hmm. it gives them a second idea okay darn it didn't work so they go on and on trying these individual solutions Mm -hmm. which might have worked if they'd all been put together as part of a coordinated plan.
0: Oh. So,
1: yeah, when I go to, when I try to, uh, change a behavior, I am likely to be doing, I'll likely do seven different things at once. Ah. But if you do one by one, the- those things, you've exhausted your po- the possibilities that mm-hmm. might have worked if they'd all been put together as part of a coordinated plan. Brilliant. Yeah. And uh well I didn't Okay. Um, I'll accept that. <laughs>
0: Lynn, you're so funny. It's brilliant.
1: I I need that today. Thank you, you're welcome.
0: <laughs> well it is brilliant. You know, it because like you like you said, you it's not just one thing that's wrong. It's a it's a,
1: a it's symptom a complex
0: it, it is complex, and the one thing yes. that's showing up as is, is wrong is a yes. symptom, like the tip of an iceberg. There are yes. other things in their life that need to be evaluated: their their yes. diet, their management, their stress level, their you know their activity, their uh, the way we train in other ways, yes. how we untrain, you know, yes. and the message and signals we're sending to our dogs all the time. So yes. you can't just tweak one little thing and expect Mm-mm. it to fix a, a larger uh, a issue. So because well, she I think will you not said that. Yeah. No, I get yeah. it. So we need a coordinated plan. Yes. Thank you.
1: And That's um, brilliant. Okay. And, and Well, another thought um, is uh, I wish people would get in their minds to look for information from reliable sources, which I okay. cite many re- reliable sources for information in my book
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: because um, there's all this junk information out there. I can't tell you. I mean, I've been studying this for 10, 12 years and yeah. how much junk information because uh, I go to people's homes and the things they tell me that they think are true about their dog. And, you know, science doesn't support that. Research mm. doesn't support that. Mm. So it's, um please, um, likely the person who owns the dog wash is not an expert on dog behavior problems.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, the uh, your neighbor down the street. Who has two really nice golden retrievers, you know, likely is not an expert on the problems that you have. Yeah. So I, I think you have to get the reliable information, the solid, yeah. sound information. Right. And not right. the junk information.
0: Okay. So I know in your book you give us, um, you give us uh, uh, ways to find more reliable information, right? I do. I have
1: cited a lot of sources. In fact, I cite so many sources that anybody who reads my book should not have to go outside of what I have here, because I have links to, you know, known reliable sources. Okay. Like the, you know, veterinary uh, news magazine. Okay. What's in there is pretty darn, you know, is is going to be about as solid as you can get. But I, I put sources for each of the different problems too, like separation anxiety, mm-hmm. where to look, so okay. you're not okay. listening to all this. Uh, right. It, it's the, these absurd, uh, input <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from people who, uh, yeah. really don't know a whole lot more than you do. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, I, by you, I meant than, than the, since a lot no, of dog I'm, families.
0: I know. Um, yeah, it's so interesting, you know, there's a lot of dogs, and there's a lot of people who love them and work with them in some capacity, obviously, yeah. and all of us who have dogs work with them, um, and yeah. we learn what we learn, and we know what we know, and I think we always yeah. want to help somebody who's having trouble, so we share what, what our experience has been or what we're thinking, but like you said, we could be totally off base and not not have any idea how to help that person with that animal you know and our approach that might have worked with this this one individual it doesn't work with all dogs it, yeah you know it's like one. You, you have to have a unique approach for the unique aven- individual yes right that's true that, that makes Each sense dog, to me. you have to figure out that dog yes that dog is an individual uh just like we are um makes sense Okay, good. And I I will say it's hard to know sometimes who's a reliable source. You know, like you said, uh Yeah,
1: because everybody considers themselves <laughs> in our wow. society, a lot of people we consider so. themselves an expert.
0: I do. We do. We do. <laughs> and they feel um,
1: quite free to comment
0: <laughs> to to share our well-known. Yeah. <laughs> but even so-called um reliable sources sometimes are not so reliable, and if their approach may work for um for this this group of yeah. dogs or this type of dog, it doesn't work for all dogs, so yeah they but, you may know, have it may done not work it
1: worked with uh, yeah. one of their dogs once, but that
0: right. doesn't have to exactly it you know,
1: isn't a good match for that dog that yeah. You have yeah so
0: it so to me, it would be the bottom line would be you know to keep looking for reliable sources um. Yeah. Tune into your dog and know specifically what their issues actually are, yeah. um, and then come up with a coordinated plan to address mm-hmm. the whole dog, not just a piece of the dog, you yeah. know, not just this one aspect of the dog. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Are there other mistakes that you want to be sure that we know?
1: Well, I think uh people who are trying to help their dogs sometimes get them in deeper mm-hmm. by, um, for example going to trainers who don't have i mean they may be excellent superb trainers but they really don't have expertise in resolving serious behavior problems like aggression yeah. or separation anxiety right. when i say right. serious i mean problems that could cause a dog to lose their home
0: yeah
1: and oh, their um, life
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah very much and uh i think that um they have to be careful uh about trainers some trainers you would call would treat the behavior problem as a training problem and try to train it out of them and yeah that usually isn't what the dog needs and i but I think the bigger warning would be um please um you know believe me when I say that uh don't don't let anybody use harsh tactics with your dog. You know, if, um, especially with aggression, we already mm-hmm. talked about that, not an aggression with aggression. Yeah. You know, the people conclude and and some uh, trainers might conclude that the dog is being dominant. Mm-hmm. And uh, that usually leads you down the wrong path. Yeah. Now, please don't let anybody do anything to to your dog that you're going to regret later because it digs the dog in deeper. Yes. Yes. Dogs can be wooed. As you, you know, they can be won over. It really doesn't take that much to woo them over. Some dogs, most dogs, to better <laughs> behavior. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So seduce your dog.
1: <laughs> I, I would say that
0: course, your dog's favor. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you can get
1: you win win that way.
0: Why, you could, why you risk
1: could. using you know really punishing yeah. them or?
0: Right, right. So positive Acting reinforcement Acting so they're
1: they don't have a good character or something. It's that's, that's Yeah. So silly.
0: It, it is silly. They do have the yeah. good characters. They're amazing, wonderful creatures um with a, so much to offer that need to yeah. be understood. You know, we need to listen yes. to them and understand them. Um they don't need, you know, to be punished um in a, in harsh ways. Absolutely not. Yeah. So t- give us an example of wooing. How would that look or how how would it work?
1: <laughs> all right um one thing i sometimes do with dogs who i know you know when i'm i know going into the consult that i get to the people's house and the okay. dog's going to be very suspicious and
0: sure um,
1: normal mm-hmm. yeah and yes, they would be growling and <laughs> want to attack me <laughs> Mhm. is um you i I'm a little reluctant to put this forward because it's not one thing. Cause remember I do seven things or 12 things. But yes, one thing yeah. I might do in addition to all the others as I'm putting together a plan is, uh, <laughs> and I did with Murphy uh-huh. was, uh, to, uh, bring along a fresh roasted chicken. Oh, <laughs> from, that I picked up at <laughs> Sam's Club on the way over there. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And then I wait to see how I can use that. I don't exactly bribe him with it. At least not directly.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love but it, that. And, but I, and you have to use that intervention, you know, kind of, um, intelligently. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah, you're you not don't... trying to bribe the dog into being nice to you when it's growling at him. I'd never offer it to him. It just causes <laughs> no. the dog to rethink in the course of the interview. Yeah. Yeah. that maybe you're not what he had concluded you were. Exactly. Maybe you shouldn't be on his enemy's list. Maybe people yeah. come to our house should not be on my enemy's list. Yeah. Maybe I
0: should maybe give them, them benefit of the doubt.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I can see yeah. why well, this would
0: be advantageous to me. Right. I love that. And, well, and here's something interesting, too, is okay. that often, you've probably experienced this, you know, you go to your client's house, I, I mean i've I've done this i I used to go on site all I mean that's what I did you know the first ten years of my practice yeah. I go on site, you know, and the people would often be nervous or anxious about meeting me or yeah. they they had some kind of fear or worry or concern mm-hmm. you know going on with them, and then that's what they're broadcasting, and their their animals picking up, so their dogs' picking up their humans. A little unstable, you know, nervous, worried, Ew. fearful, et cetera. And so they're looking at me going, okay, here's the object of my human's concern. And so I can't like her either. I can't trust yes. this person either. So it, it's a heightened state of alert and awareness. Um, and not in a good way <clears throat> all the time either. Um, so this is so much. This is just so brilliant. I love it. So mm-hmm. uh, I remember one uh, client, I went to their house and for some reason their dog, loved my face and my breath. And I swear I did not eat roasted chicken before I went. <laughs> I, didn't. I wasn't chewing liver treats uh or nothing like that. Uh But the, the dog was just fascinated and could not get enough of, you know, my breath and my face, even to the point that the, her owner came up to me and asked if she could smell my breath and my face. <laughs> it was oh very goodness. funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that just reminded me of that funny story. It was so good. It was just hysterical. Um, but anyway, I love this. So, yeah, to so anything you can do to encourage the dog to look at you in a different way, in a new exactly. way, you know, to get them out of the box of how they've out been thinking. Out of the box. Get out of the box.
1: You have to Let, get the behavior. New...
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Get the
1: behavior you do not want
0: to yeah. not
1: happen. Do yeah. everything you can to get it to not happen, yes. and then do everything you can to to elicit, to bring out the behavior you do want. Right. Set them up for success. Yes. Yeah, just set them up to succeed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you can reward them,
0: and then they get the chicken.
1: Oh, if it wo- if it works. <laughs> yeah. Anything that
0: works is is my motto. If it works, <laughs> it works. Oh gosh. Good. Okay. Good. Um. Thanks for that. That was fun. All right. So. So what do you think some main points or strategies are that readers could learn from reading your book? And by the way, just to give everyone uh the rest of what's in here, or at least some of it, um, yeah. you talk about dietary protein and aggression, digging and lawn problems, dog-to-dog yeah. dog approaches, um, finding top foods and medicating behavior, music yeah. for calm, which I found fascinating, yeah. Uh, using muzzles, pro- muzzles. Pro- appropriately, yeah. puppy tips, which yeah. everybody needs, the best puppy tips we can get. If yeah. we get, if we set our puppies up correctly, we have yeah. fabulous dogs for the rest of their life. So yeah, <clears> it can be you know, w-
1: well worth the effort put in early on.
0: Every yes, every bit of time you do with your puppy in the right yeah. way <clears throat> will pay off in spades for the rest of their life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> Cre- creating stimulating environments, dealing with yeah. stress and like you said your super motivating treats which i am definitely going to try with my dog einstein <laughs> I'm yeah, really that very excited he'd about like that. that i know he's excited too um so um so what are the main points and strategies
1: that you think I, leader, readers would learn i do by the way uh i'll cover something else earlier on in the book okay with um i talk about how to find a professional and what you should be looking for and what some of the Issues are. Um, oh, these okay. are a little more difficult chapters, okay, but um uh, anyway, and so the the main points from the book is that what you asked me
0: uh, what are some main points or strategies that readers can learn from um, the
1: book? I think that um as you read the cases, mm-hmm. you'll see how I came to understand the dog so if there's one ah. strategy i thought was most important it has to do with assessment it has to do with ah. figuring out what is my dog doing with this behavior what's reinforcing to him out of it when he does it what feels good and and then and how can and then you go to well how can i get that behavior to stop as i mentioned and then um how can I reinforce the behaviors I do want so that they'll happen more often? And, uh, as far as strategies, again, I think the first thing is to understand your dog in a complex way, to understand the full, the fullness of that, that dog's behavior. You know, if, if he's aggressive, is it because he's guarding precious resources or is it because he's territorial and mm-hmm. wants to keep people from harming his family? you need to understand what that is about for the dog in order to move on to the interventions that I mentioned in the my book okay. for uh what to do about it okay uh, and with each dog it's going to be a little different okay uh, experiment with um doing good things uh and see if that brings the behavior you want okay i think as far as uh, the strategies they're just so detailed in the book. Do you, okay. You, yeah, I don't. I think I could. Okay. Just um, obviously, well, if you just walk in with a, or you have your friends walk in with a um, roasted chicken, <laughs> that would mean nothing to some dogs. It would be the wrong intervention for some dogs with aggression, <laughs> uh-huh, and for uh-huh. you know others, it might help a little. But it's only the tip of the iceberg.
0: Right. 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 It always, that reminds me of that old joke. I think it was a Rodney Dangerfield joke. Yeah. You know, the only way he could uh, get dogs to like him was to tie a stake around his neck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Something like that. So, so but it these doesn't are... change how the dog feels about Rodney. Dangerfield, no, not really. <laughs> you have a steak, and you haven't gained no. anything. So that's exactly. The, kind of thing you have to think about. A lot yeah. of it yeah. is. Um, I. I guess my strongest intervention in there, but you'd have to read and to really understand what I'm saying now, is to, um, if dogs are weird this way, but for some reason when they're afraid of something and they feel anxious, Mm -hmm. don't you know they'd go boop, boop, boop right to it? Now why would they do that? Uh If they were... If uh, they're anxious and afraid, you'd think they would run the other way, but uh you know, generally they don't. They go boop, 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 and come right up to it, right in the face of what uh-huh, uh-huh. Of their fear. Right. So part of what I'm able to have been able to do successfully with a lot of dogs is to reinforce them for turning away from that which they fear, oh, to reward cool. and reinforce, and and say, here, come this way again, and you'll feel so much better.
0: Oh. And the dog,
1: instead of this horrible anxiety and fear and this state that they get themselves in when they boop, 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 right. is saying, wow, <laughs> I'm feeling better about things.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: mm-hmm. just not helping them learn to avoid the conflict. Okay. Avoid this confrontation.
0: Oh, what a brilliant concept.
1: There's a lot to that, like I said, that I explain in many pages. In my book, in many steps, and I explain it probably ten different ways. Okay, good. But, but that's the essence of
0: what okay. it's about. Good, so that'll give us slow learners more opportunity to... <laughs> to
1: well, most of us are slow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna get that first time.
0: Well, I, under- and I'm really glad you brought that out because it's such a critical point. Yeah. Um you know, uh, dogs, it, you know, it's not safe or survival for a dog necessarily, it, you, well, in survival, we have fight and flight, right? There are other, exactly. other aspects, too, but their only choices particularly are to either face it directly and try yes. to be bigger than and scare the other yeah. thing away that's getting them all upset, you yeah. know, to protect or whatever, um yeah. or run away. And,
1: and they teach them to flee in a way where they feel tremendous security because they've
0: really right, flee. She-
1: To behind their person or... Yeah,
0: flee safely.
1: Yes. Right. That makes sense. Flee safely. So how to turn away. And you think, why didn't they think of that themselves?
0: Well, they... they, But that's
1: just the nature of dogs to go boof, boof,
0: boof. One of their first responses, right, is to try to protect and defend and, you know uh raise the hackles, you know, be bigger mm-hmm. uh than the situation and take control. Otherwise yes. they're not safe. But yes. we live in a different society with people. Our dogs do. Yes. And uh we or they humans... could li-
1: lose their home and lives if they right, do that.
0: Right, right. And we humans tend to muck things up, you know, how how we do. <laughs> so <laughs> So we no. uh kind of oh no, no, I know we never do that. Um but <laughs> but we tend to get things confused. Right. So I love your yep. approach, which would be to teach them how to avoid conflict and how that they feel so much better and that they can still yeah. be safe. Um, and so what a great learning for us too. Good. Don't you think? I mean, oh yep. my God. It, it, this would be, yeah. this should be taught in school. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wish. So brilliant. I know. It's just brilliant. Oh man. Okay, so um let's uh, let's start wrapping it up a little bit. I want everybody to definitely get a copy of your book and if you know other dog lovers, get an extra copy or two or 10 for them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's all get dog savvy. You know, let's we need to help our dogs. Our dogs need our help. So, uh the dog uh, the book is Dog Corks and Behavior Solutions by Lynn Hoover. And um, I, I'd like to finish. Um, well, oh, mm-hmm. the, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> the website is dogquarks.com, D O G Q U I R K S dot com, dogcorks.com. Lynn, it's been such a great interview. I've enjoyed talking with you so much. And I, the last thing I want to leave our listeners with is your mission, which I honor and take on as my own and that's to reduce the number of dogs that are inappropriately punished, discarded, and euthanized for behavior problems that are easily resolved. So thank you so much for the work that you're doing. I appreciate you being on the show.
1: Thank you, and I've really enjoyed this. Great. Okay, well, stay in touch. Let us know what else you're up to,
0: and uh, we'll talk to you later. Will do. (laughs) Okay, thanks, Lynn. Bye. Bye, Val. Thanks for listening to the show. For more information or to listen to other podcasts, go to ValHeart.com forward slash blog. And if you're someone who values a non-invasive holistic solution to resolving problems with your dogs, cats, and horses, and you want better behaved, healthier, and happier animals, just go to my website at ValHeart.com to apply for a complimentary Happy Animal Assessment session. And be sure and remember to look for my CDs on iTunes. Learning how to talk with animals is fun and will change your life. So while you're there at my site, get my free Quick Start Animal Talk course and check out the world's first complete animal communication made easy system. May the love of animals bless you, teach you, inspire you, heal you, and reconnect you to the circle
1: of life.